welcome back to BoJack Horse Pod, the BoJack Horseman story. Today we will be talking about Season 4, Episode 8, The Judge. I'm your host, Kirsten McInnes, joined as always by the lovely Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how are you? Doing very well. This episode wasn't honestly my favorite in the last little bit, but I'm excited to talk about it with you. Uh, yeah, I feel like, first and foremost, fuck that mouse and his whole family. <laughs> they suck so bad. Chappelle warned us a long time ago how much I was texting. I was texting Chappelle the whole time I was watching, <laughs> being like, fuck this mouse. He's the worst. I hate them. Was he triggered by that? He had really strong feelings about the mouse. Yeah, he he replied back in kind. He does not He does not like these mice. But thankfully, we're not alone. We have... Our first three-peat guest on the podcast, Sam Stanish is here. Sam, how are you doing? Oh my god, well, now that I know I'm in the three-timers club and I'm the first person here, I feel good. I, I didn't I didn't realize I was I was getting such a distinction. I've, I, I just got the jacket delivered. I'm so excited. <laughs> Rarified air, Sam. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to. Uh, Maddie uh, Fresh will be joining that three-timers club soon, so mm-hmm. you're in good company. Yes. Sure. Well, I'm pretty used to being alone right now, so I'm okay being here by myself. <laughs> so sad. By the time people are hearing this, you'll be free. You will be free, but currently are isolating due to a pesky little breakthrough case of COVID. That sucks. That's the worst. I couldn't get my booster as quickly as I wanted to, so I just decided to head out and get the antibodies. As well. <laughs> Not a recommended strategy. Yeah, I was going to say, Lindsay, as an epidemiologist, can you advise? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, not a recommended strategy, but we are glad you're starting to feel better, Sam. I would recommend not getting COVID. <laughs> this is, as someone who's now had it, I would say, let's all avoid it. Yes. That's good yeah, advice. You, you learned your lesson about getting those antibodies. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so when we finally got around to scheduling for this episode there's only you only had two options for season four episodes so i understand this this might not be your favorite season four episode but you seemed really excited that it was available sure okay yeah i'm like i mean i'm sure that in like the context of watching these all in a row and like maybe maybe this episode isn't as huge as like obviously everybody talks about a stupid piece of shit or whatever and then like the second episode where it's like all at that lake town and the first episode is so good too like there's so many good season four is just like truly one of the best episodes of television at all and so I think that regardless of what episode I actually was given I would have been really excited about it but I just remember this episode for some context season four was the first time I had was watching the show and like was waiting for it to come out to catch up and like watch it Mm mm-hmm And then season four, I went over to my friend's house the night it came out and we watched all of it in a row. And BoJack as a whole does a really good job of making each episode individual as opposed to like doing Mm -hmm. these like they do really good long arcs, but every episode has its own thing. And I feel like this episode is really distinct. I always remember a bunch of the jokes from it. Felicity Huffman's Booty Academy is just like hilarious. And then I always think about when what's the name miles is talking about how there's a whole lot that they built to look like downtown toronto which is where they shoot the scenes that are supposed to be in new york <laughs> hilarious joke i just think it's one of the i just think it's a great episode and yeah it's probably not my favorite episode of season four but when i saw this was one of the two options left i had to jump yeah it was, i think it was between the two that were left i think this was the right one to, <laughs> to want to talk about felicity huffman's booty academy los angeles does this imply that there are other locations with Booty Academy? <laughs> like a New York one? New York, Austin. Toronto. <laughs> yeah. I also, I just think, to for the record, Felicity Huffman, not famous for the booty. Interested <laughs> she's judging this competition. I mean, I who could, who could know at the time that these episodes were being made what Felicity Huffman's ultimate <laughs> legacy would be? Yeah, that's a good word. Yeah. Oof. I mean, maybe she'll have time to work on, like, her squats or whatever in prison. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah. So, last episode, Bojack agreed that he would do a, uh, a stretch on Felicity Huffman's show. He did not know what the show was. I don't... None of... Nobody knew, truly, until seeing this episode, what the show could possibly be. I don't think anyone would have anticipated this. No, definitely not. No, but it's clear... 
how you could make the mistake he's making where he's like yeah i think it's one of these like crime shows cop shows and he's gonna be playing a judge in like mm-hmm. these episodes like a good wife or something <laughs> yeah it's well, they- fhba los angeles like a easily could be one of these shows yeah it could it could definitely be one of those shows and like they put him in like a judge's like robes and stuff (laughs) so i mean i see the confusion i like he's so excited to be a judge though like he's driving and he's like i judge you (laughs) to be a horrible driver yes very good we also meet so hollyhock comes to the shoot as well and we do get a little bit on the way there that bojack has brought up the mutual agreement for the adoption agency so that option is on the table and she meets an intern named miles at the shoot and they just go off together as well she notes that she needs to get out of the house because she like lately just feels like she has tiny bugs crawling all over her which is like a very distressing description (laughs) I mean, they could have, like, fleas or something, right? (laughs) God, I hope not. Like, in my mind, I was like, oh, do they have fleas? Famously, neither of them is a good housekeeper. They might just... Do you think they have, like, horse flies? No, that's possible. Would there be, like, a person version of a horse fly? There's definitely specific versions of shampoo that are for horses, and I'm sure both of them... Hollyhock being a well-adjusted young woman (laughs) and Bojack being a very famous man both used the appropriate products that would keep fleas from being in their fur. I think think that having horse flies would have been a funny plot point. (laughs) But yeah, it could also just be like, is that like a, like an anxiety thing maybe or? Sounds like it because she's just like, she's all stressed out, like need to get out of here. I need to be moving and doing stuff and like. Sounds like she's pretty stressed out based on that end of the at the end of the stupid piece of shit episode when she was like talking about how she's been struggling a little bit. So that makes sense to me. Yes, yeah. that makes sense. She, I like Hollyhock makes a joke calling the set a butt infested warehouse, and I, <laughs> I, I laughed at that. Yes, very good. <laughs> also, the Felicity Huffman's Booty Academy says who's got the right behind and who's going to be left behind. <laughs> I really loved when they were introducing all the contestants. She's like, I may be a human rights lawyer, but these girls are human wrongs. <laughs> I like that that's further explained, or like. Because like the, uh, Felicity Huffman talks about how the original concept for the show was like Felicity Huffman's future female leaders <laughs> of America competition show or something like uh-huh. that. And so like these women who are on the show are like clearly <laughs> these like they have a lot of distinction. Yes, yeah, very ambitious yeah. girls. Because <laughs> what was it supposed to be? It was supposed to be like young leaders of America, mm-hmm. future leaders of America, future leaders of America. Yeah. All of the all of the details about this show make me laugh. Like when <laughs> Sir Mixalot being one of the judges mm-hmm. is so good, and he's famously cannot lie. Yeah. And when he says your booty has been adjudicated, it's like yeah, yeah your booty on. has been adjudicated. Cover up your body and go. <laughs> okay, but my thing is, it's called Felicity Huffman's Booty Academy, but all of the stuff about the show is like legal stuff, and so it's like, what is the creative here? Mm. Where are we going with this? Yeah, I think it's like the Booty Academy, but it's like the police academy also (laughs) it doesn't really make a lot of sense worth noting another point for the venn diagram of Grey's anatomy and bojack (laughs) because there is also a character in Grey's anatomy called calliope (laughs) and she's a main character she's a legend we stand we do we do stand cali torres (laughs) Uh, i feel like every time something comes up i like I'm like, Lindsay, you're going to hate me, but I have to tell you about another thing Grey's Anatomy and Bojack Horseman have in common. Yeah, I feel like I currently know far more about Grey's Anatomy than is appropriate for never having watched Grey's Anatomy. It's alarming how much they actually have in common, but it's fine. (laughs) Yeah, I do like how Bojack basically doesn't give any feedback on the judging process. They're like, oh, do you have anything to add? And he's like, no. Yeah, they're like, thank you for that valuable contribution. Like, we brought you on here to do this job. And he's just like, nope, nothing to add. I won't be doing that. And he's like, whoa, so are we judging who has the best booty? And they're like, no, 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 no. (laughs) Like, that just, that cheapens it. And just like the pan out where he goes, well, then why is Sir Mix-a-Lot the other Mm -hmm. judge? And it just pans out. You see him and he's like, I famously cannot lie. Like, it's just so perfectly put together. Yeah. I also liked the the comment from Hollyhock where Bojack says he has to stay all day. And she's like, wait, what? Like, I thought TV was so bad because people weren't trying. Yeah. It's a full-time job. Yeah. It's the same people weren't trying. Yeah. Very good. I mean, 
if I could make a salary by not trying at all and not working full days, I would do it. Of course. So. <laughs> uh, if you're looking to work less hours, I would not recommend working in TV. Yeah, <laughs> I know you, you are not the only person I know who works in the industry and they all work way too much. So the what the other one the other main storyline this episode is Ralph Stilton taking Princess Carolyn to meet the family because it is one of the holiest mouse holidays. Mm-hmm. Feast of Saint Squeaky. I mean, maybe this is just like me watching this episode out of context, but I feel like this plotline is pretty weak, especially compared to the Bojack Hollyhock storyline in this episode. I was just like, this, I, I just, I just didn't really care about it that much this time through Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, well it really comes out of nowhere Mm -hmm. because we actually haven't seen like we've seen princess carolyn with ralph and like obviously they're in a relationship things are progressing we found out she's pregnant but we don't really get like small moments with that couple that often like even when princess carolyn has a plot line a lot of the time ralph isn't even there Mm -hmm. and so this kind of comes out of nowhere and we got no warning that his family is so horrible. Yeah, they sort of, it feels like they're just like injecting some conflict in here because like all we've really seen from them is like, there, you know, there's the moment where Bojack's like standing on her front yard yelling for her and Ralph like looks mad and then we like see them finding out that they're pregnant and like, yeah, there's not really a ton going on either positive or negative, but we did find out that Princess Carolyn kept her old apartment just in case. So this feels like it's kind of shoehorned in there a little bit to make them have some conflict. Yeah, this might be the in case. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It just feels like this is like a worse version of when Diane visits Mr. Peanut Butter's family. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just like, this is the same thing. It's like, oh, they have like different values and they're from different cultures. Well, and it's also like when Diane went and met Mr. Peanut Butter's family on the Labrador Peninsula, even though there was bad news because of Captain's like twisted intestines or whatever, it was like there was still an understanding and you could see like love there. Mm -hmm. But then going to like the Stilton's like huge country manor where they have like just so they have so much they have so much money they're so rich they're like clearly powerful and all we learn about them is that they love to do things pregnant women can't do and that they hate cats and so like you where's the compromise like where's truly the compromise on that like Mm -hmm. Ralph just brought his girlfriend into, like, a dangerous situation. His pregnant girlfriend Mm -hmm. into a dangerous situation and gave her no warning at all. Yeah, he comes off really badly in this. Like, when in the case of Captain and Mr. Peanut Butter, like, there's some tension there, but it's because Diane's being like, you need to talk to your brother. And he's like, and Mr. Peanut Butter's like, no, you don't know our relationship better than I do. And, like, that's really the tension, but it has nothing to do with... Mr. Peanut Butter not really like supporting Diane, whereas this one is like Ralph just comes off as so obtuse and so unaware of what he has brought Princess Carolyn into. Like it's like he's given it zero thought and was just super inconsiderate. Yeah, and I mean as much as I, I as much as I care about Princess Carolyn and want her to be happy, like I don't care about Ralph. Yeah. Like, I, like, I don't I don't care about his like family like his relationship with them. But, like, that's sort of what this episode is about. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I'm sure that Princess Carolyn will be fine either way, whether his family accepts her or not. But, like, this episode is about, or this plotline is about, like, Ralph's family accepting his girlfriend. And I just was like, I need to, like, care about this guy before I care about whether his family is going to be, like, stop being racist, I guess. I, I don't know. It's just, it's, this, it was, like, this episode, this plot had good jokes, but I didn't really feel like it, like needed to be in it mm-hmm. yeah well because like he it's it's giving us a little bit of context for ralph or obviously like he's like an extremely privileged mouse person and so he's never had to consider maybe other people's feelings before and so he d- didn't realize how harmful it would be to bring his cat girlfriend into a anti-cat holiday with his family who hates cats and it, it just makes him look like a whole idiot and a jerk yeah yeah it's not good and so they set it up by being like okay we're not going to tell your parents that i'm pregnant like i want them to warm up to me first and ends up just being a whole a whole mess from the very beginning 
Yeah, because, like, they get there and it's like, oh, do you want, like, here's seven options for alcoholic drinks. How about a super caffeinated coffee? How about we go on the roller coaster? Oh, do you want me to punch you? Do you want to get punched in the stomach so that you could feel alive? That's a rich person thing. <laughs> I know. I, I grew up around rich people. Yeah, I do like that she's just like, yeah, I know. It's a rich person thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, golf, four, am I right? Like, exactly right. Golf. That killed oh, me too. <laughs> that did kill me. I like how the dad is like, it would. You have no reason not to go on this roller coaster, so I'll be really offended if you don't go. Mm-hmm. And Ralph's just like, how about you tell us a golf story? And he tells us, he just says, oh, I use this club instead of this club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so boring. We also have Mr. Peanut Butter and Diane are staying in a very nice hotel because their house is destroyed mm-hmm. due to fracking. Sam sent me. A very alarming screenshot okay, from this part of the episode li- that it needs seriously. to be addressed. Okay, there's a when when Mr. Peanut Butter has his robe on, you see his chest, and like it is so confusing to me. But they've like textured his fur so that it looks like he like is a dog, but they made it so that like his chest is so dirty looking like why does it look like that? <laughs> it looks it's here, like Lindsay. I'll, brown? I'll send it to you so you can like examine mm-hmm. it's, he's got browner pr- patches on it but it looks like he's just they like, don't even look like brown patches they look like they're like almost black like it really looks like he's just been r- rolling around in the dirt which i guess maybe he was like i feel like dogs do that but it's just it, it's very I alarming making it textured but it's the wrong texture oh, yeah i see what you mean yeah but we've seen Mr. Peanut Butter shirtless before, and mm-hmm. I mean, we will always be the first to say that you know Mr. Peanut Butter keeps it tight, keeps okay? It tight. But we've never noticed that he's like dirty Covered before. <laughs> yeah, and I think you probably wouldn't have noticed it before either, Sam, because I think you would have told me. I think you would have said Mr. Peanut Butter's covered in dirt. <laughs> yeah, I. This is the first time I've noticed this, and it's disturbing. Again, I feel like we've been thinking a lot about our character's body shampoos in this episode <laughs> of the pod, and it doesn't really seem like Mr. Peanut Butter has been washing appropriately. Mm-hmm. Maybe he only bathes when he gets sprayed by a skunk. Yeah. Or maybe he only bathes by licking himself with his tongue like the mice think cats do. <laughs> he does hate having a bath. That was one of the things he listed in the time where he was super anxious. Yeah. Dogs don't love having a bath, hey? Mm-mm. Not into it. Mm, I am not a dog because... I love having a <laughs> big bath guy. The big bath guy. The whole time they're in the hotel, basically, Diana's getting massaged, mm-hmm. which sounds like heaven on earth, truly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, seems yeah. great. <laughs> I would love to get massaged. I haven't had a massage in years Same. at this point, so I think I, I should return to the practice. Mm. I had a massage a couple of weeks ago. I had a 90-minute massage, and it was the best. <laughs> It was the best thing that's ever happened. I should go for another one. It's not as, it's not nice to have the mask on and have your face down in the little donut mm. pillow thing, but it's fine. You can deal with it. Yeah. It's, it's worth it. I love the sensation of being crushed. And so if I can hire a professional who knows the exact right ways to crush me <laughs> in the, the pinpoint ways of, across my body mm. that have the most tension, like, yeah. I think a good job in the Bojack Horseman universe would be for, like, a boa constrictor to just, like, (gasps) squeeze people. Yes. I would love that. I, yeah, if the boa constrictor wasn't going to kill me and it was just going to squeeze me, like, the right amount, I would love that. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's something possible in the Bojack universe because we have a lot of predator-prey relationships like Princess Carolyn and Ralph. That's a good point. Huh. And I, have we have never have we ever seen a snake in BoJack? I don't think so. Not that I can recall. It's, I think a snake human hybrid would be very troubling. So I'm looking at a picture of one right now. I'm not going to shoehorn a Wheel of Time reference in here, so I won't. <laughs> you can shoehorn any reference you want. It's okay. It's okay. There's snake human hybrids in Wheel of Time. It doesn't oh. matter. <laughs> oh yeah, I did. There is a snake. Yeah in bojack at some point and it is troubling yeah it's just got like a really long neck and a tiny head okay but how could you differentiate between a snake human hybrid and a lizard human hybrid well i'm glad you asked because in this screenshot 
there is also obviously like a reptile so you can clearly see the difference i'll put it in the <laughs> zoom chat for you okay there's also one here Pod hyphen hyphen chavez at tumblr.com that's right there's also this one which is from the underwater episode where there is a snake bottle feeding a snake baby oh yeah i think it's the same image oh really okay yeah, oh, these yeah are you're clearly, right. they're from the same episode yeah Snake and a lizard. Yep, yep, I can tell yeah. the difference clearly. Yeah. Uh, which, like, in theory, you're right, though. You wouldn't think that you would be able to, but yet. Those those Bojack animators think of everything. They really, they really do. figure it all out. Also, we didn't discuss this during the underwater episode, but the snake has a snake baby that is holding a rattle. So it is a rattle mm. snake. Ha ha. Ha ha. Just a really good indicator that I'm laughing at something, obviously. <laughs> we're all fa- we're all firing on all cylinders today. <laughs> yeah. Four burners. Feels a little <laughs> low energy. <laughs> You know what? We're doing great. Everything is fine. And we're just, we're mad at the mice, okay? It's, mm-hmm. So you can blame the mice if you have a problem. Okay, so while they're at the hotel, Mr. Peanut Butter gets a call from Katrina. And she's like, can you think of any reason at all why I should not sign a lease on a new campaign headquarters? He says, nope. She signs a lease. And then he goes, oh, by the way, I'm pulling out of the race. So I'm done running for governor. You're fired. No hard feelings. Yes. Katrina's Classic. like very upset about this. And Mr. Peanut Butter is like, well, hopefully you'll be able to find some other puppet to do your bidding. Katrina's mad, but it's all good because Mr. Peanut Butter is going to endorse Wood Charles. Wood Charles, yes. yes. Andre Brower is a force in any show he's on. He is incredible in this season. I think mm-hmm. he is the perfect person to play this character. When I was watching them for the first time and I heard his voice, it was like, that, that was like peak Brooklyn Nine-Nine mm-hmm. and just like that is when you hear, hear this guy's voice like you just immediately know like what his whole thing is. He just seems so professional and capable and he's like clearly the right choice for the governor and then it's just like, <laughs> oh, it's so good. So Season good. four is the best. Oh, yeah, I know. He's perfect. And like, yeah, to your point, he just sounds so perfect for this. And he's like, now he's got these gorilla feet for hands and he just like completely mm-hmm. sells it as like, Yes, like I have gorilla feet for hands. There was nothing else available. My hands were crushed. Can we please just let this go? I just can't believe that his hands were so crushed to the extent that a full transplant was the only. I know. I'm wondering option. if it's. I'm wondering if it's because it was like so many days after. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, like if he'd gotten I... right to a hospital, maybe it would have been okay. But it was like ten days later. I also wonder about like the chances of rejection when you're mm. getting like hands from a gorilla's feet. It's a good point. Like it, it's concerning. We uh, speaking of Andre Brower, we haven't talked about who anyone is voicing anyone, and there are several voices. What? Who have we missed? Let me look. Let me look. Well, so, Hannibal Burris yeah. is like the star of this episode. I think he does a phenomenal job playing Miles. I mean, obviously Hannibal Burris is not a 19 year old but i feel like his voice translates well to the character mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he's in Lindsay's favorite movie tag <laughs> oh i didn't know that <laughs> that's right that's he plays his... lincoln in broad city i feel like is how a lot of people i need to that. watch yes. broad city i really need to watch oh broad man city. kirsten it is so I've... good um, it's it's been on my it's like it's high on my list it's been recommended to me by like a lot of people whose opinions i really like respect and trust I rewatched it in quarantine over the course of like two weeks because it's 50, 20 minute episodes. And oh, I made a easy. great decision. Mm-hmm. Made a great decision doing that. That is really easy. <laughs> Hannibal Burris is an interesting person to guest on this show because they sort of do something similar. Like they sort of are inspired by something that happened to him in an earlier plot line of the show where Diane is talking about that guy who's like a maybe a comedian or something anyway Hannibal Burris does it like did like a stand-up set about like how Bill Cosby is famous in the industry for like having drugged all those women and then like that's like what started the like massive push for like the Bill Cosby thing oh, to we've definitely offer. talked about this then when it was when it came up in season one with what's his name with Hank Hippopopoulos? Yeah, with Hank, Hank Hippopopoulos. Because yes. we like we did discuss how it was based on that. So we, I'm sure we even said Hannibal Burris at that time, probably. Yeah, and then know. just uh, didn't clock it because we don't know who anyone is. Um, <laughs> that's It's fine. Have we talked to Kellen Coleman yet, who plays like Woodchuck's advisor? Don't think so. 
I don't know who that is. I don't know who it is either. She's very pretty. She's in. Oh, she was in the newsroom, which I did see. Mm-hmm. She was Isabel on The Office. Oh, yeah. She's in Big Little Lies, in an episode of Superstore, several episodes of How to Get Away with Murder. It's a very, this is a very famous woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, no, she's, she's not, but uh, like... She's in lots of uh, things. She's, she's in she's, and she's everything. She's a working actress. Yeah, she's, she's a, a working, working actress. actress. Oh, and she's in Mindy. I know her from Mindy Project. Yeah, she's her best friend, right, or something? Yeah, I know who she is from her face, mm-hmm. okay? I'm going to call her a very famous woman, even though I, I, no one knows who she is by name, <laughs> only by face. Definitely not. I do love... Jessica Beale playing herself so in the show because like literally every time she's on they make a dig. There's so many digs about Jessica Beale, like future hard Jeopardy question mm-hmm. is what one a of my read. favorite jokes from the entire show. Yeah. Not even in this episode, but like I she I, I she seems game and I appreciate yeah. that about her. Well and that's Mike was telling us last week that she told them to make it meaner about her. Like, Good. she specifically was like, no, make it meaner. Like, give more digs. So it's just fun when someone's in on the joke. We also have... I'll be, I, Sir makes a lot voices himself, which is hilarious. <laughs> and then it looks like other only other notable... So uh, Patty Lapone voices Mimi Stilton. Yeah. So it's the, that's a big deal. And Martin Short is Poppy Stilton. So that's, like, that's a very famous... <laughs> very parents. famous actor. That's a very famous for... For both of them. Mm-hmm. With their famous children, Raul Esparza and Kimiko Glenn. <laughs> Raul, sorry. Yeah. And you go to Martin Short's IMDb, his main credits, one of them is the Santa Claus 3 because he played Jack Frost. I feel like that makes sense for the current generation, like how they might know Martin Short because I feel like his face is all over all of the advertising for that movie for like, and I felt like so that just is burned into my memory. The advertising for Santa Claus 3 where they're like, Santa Claus versus Jack Frost. And you didn't, like, it's like, I didn't even know that those were rivals, but <laughs> now in the canon of our culture like that will be true forever i just i don't think i've seen the third santa claus movie i i've seen the first two for sure and they were big favorites in the the mckinnis household <laughs> definitely have here's not what i know for one. a fact i've seen the first santa claus have i seen the second one the second I one i think so the second one is where he's going to lose his right to be santa Unless if he doesn't he get married claus. and so he mm-hmm. um, marries his son's teacher <laughs> okay, spoil. I, did, I, I said I hadn't seen it. I, wasn't, I didn't say Spoiler I wasn't going Santa to see Claus it. Too. Uh, I think the Santa Claus two from what, like nineteen ninety eight. I don't know when did that come out. I think it's okay to to spoil that. Two, oh, two thousand and two. Still, <laughs> the movie is almost old enough to drink in America. I can spoil it. I think that's a good rule, but you should ask people if you're about to do it specifically to them on a podcast. Uh, okay, well, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Thankfully, you could just watch that movie now because it's November, so uh, you have time. I have a lot of free time to do you that. You can watch all maybe. three of the Santa Claus movies. I'm going to start a Santa Claus franchise minute by minute podcast. There you go. Uh, if you guys want to be the first two guys. <laughs> perfect we will do it right now oh god i Take just a, this is one of the segments of your show right like you discuss a minute of the santa claus friend uh-huh. yes. you know we could have a santa claus minute oh god Lindsay's like the i'm santa... gonna kill you Lindsay's gonna murder me the santa claus franchise always makes me think of that meme that's like facebook political views if a witch eats the president she should become the president and it's like that's the rules of the santa claus franchise <laughs> Well, yeah, basically. I mean, I don't think they eat they the eat original the Santa, Santa that dies. Uh, they, they they do a pretty devious cut, and it's like, what happened to that? He looked dead. Soul? He did. He got pushed off the roof. And then, what's his name? The 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 Mister with the Machines from that famous sitcom. Tim Allen. The Santa Claus. Tim Allen. <laughs> yep, that's the name. I was I well, and I was sitting there in my head, and I was like, wait a second. Home Improvement. His name is Tim Allen, right? But then I was thinking of Home Improvement where it's Tim Taylor. Mm-hmm. Tim the Tool Man Taylor. And I was like, yes. which one's I, real? I believe his title is Mr. with the Machines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the more formal way to address him. Mm-hmm. Mr. with the Machines. Okay. I don't know. Well, how, how did we get here? 
Oh, <laughs> um, meandering, meandering <laughs> pathways. It's, you know what? It had to happen, and I'm glad that it did happen. Mm-hmm. So after Mr. Peanut Butter endorses Wood Charles, he leans against the car window and goes, doggy, doggy. What now? Loved this so really much. made me laugh. Uh, really made me laugh. So I laughed really hard. That killed me, and then I also really enjoyed. It. I guess it's Woodchuck says like the state will be in good, and the Mister Peanut Butter's like you were gonna say hands, weren't you? <laughs> he doesn't have hands. Yeah, incredible. The hands thing is also kind of reminding me of Thirty Rock because there's a part where see I can't think of literally any person's name ever anymore. But John Ham loses his hands, and then first they're replaced by two hooks, and then they're two replaced hooks. by yeah, and then they're or maybe just one hook, but then they're replaced by a criminal's hand, and like it's still evil, <laughs> and it's like it tries to kill him. Okay, well, Brian Scally got me to read this YA series last summer. I don't even think he finished the whole series. I think he read the first book, and then I like read all six books because I'm a demon. And it's called like the Unwind series, and basically it's like a world where they found ways to just like utilize every part of the human body in like transplants and so they're like oh you can't have abortions anymore so if you have a kid you have to raise it until it's 12 and then when it's 12 if you don't want anymore you could give it up and all of its body will get used like for organ transplants it's like a (laughs) really dark messed up series but at one point the main character gets the arm from another kid that's like really evil and then the rest of the series like his one arm just like always wants to like strangle people and like punch people wow sounds horrible (laughs) it's the books the books are actually like very philosophical about like abortion and stuff Mm -hmm. but interesting books interesting have you ever watched repo the genetic opera i would not say that it is philosophical about abortion but it is about surgery okay it's speaking of surgery so is Grey's anatomy oh my god (laughs) so true so true i think callie torres would definitely try to do the gorilla foot transplant in this situation (laughs) she'd have to break their bones first that's like her whole thing she's just like she'll anyway crack a bone She would have fixed his original hands. He wouldn't. She would have just like built him new bones out of titanium. Basically, Hollyhock didn't come home last night. <laughs> yeah, she stayed out all night with a guy. We get it a little scene like of... nobody else I know. Mm. <laughs> I've never heard of staying out all night with a guy, but um, it's never happened to anybody. Interesting. But I like right before Hollyhock actually comes in the door, and um, we get a Bojack and B scene where B's like, uh, "Did I get any gentle?" callers yeah Botex like I'll check for you yeah so funny but yeah so Hollyhock had a really great day with Miles they went to a party they had fun and Bojack is like listen you're never hearing from this man again like it is not happening and she's like well but when I left he said he would definitely text me and he's like no you're not he's he's never gonna text you he's like I will do 100 push-ups if Miles texts you mm-hmm. as Miles is texting her. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He starts to do one and he's like, this is impossible. Anyone who has ever said they did a push-up is lying. And then B is like 46, 47. I, I could do, do this, this all, all day. day. I will say that this viewing of this episode is the first time <laughs> that I've actually understood the kilometers oh here, no he's, he's, like, <laughs> he's like miles is texting hollyhock and he's like hey i had a fun time last night kilometers and i and then hollyhock's like that's an inside joke like it's just between us and bojack says something like okay well i already understood it it's not that inside and i thought for up until this point that it was just him being jealous, but it's like, oh no, it's actually like a really easy <laughs> joke to understand. It's like his name is Miles, not kilometers, uh-huh. but they're both measures of distance. And I finally understood it this time. See, this show just has layers yeah. and layers that you can understand. The foreshadowing of Bojack Horseman is just uh, top notch. But honestly, I also could see Bojack not getting that very easy joke and be like, no, I totally know I totally what it is. Get it. <laughs> see, yeah, that's it. That's what I've thought it was all of these years. But then this time, I was like, okay. I yeah, I also did not get this joke until when I watched this the other day. Oh my so god. I'm glad that we're in company <laughs> together. Uh, Lindsay's like, I'm surrounded by fools. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I feel like okay. Sam, you're finally getting a glimpse into what it's like to be in my brain and not know anyone's name. So this is <laughs> balancing things out a little bit. Yeah. Can't think uh, of anybody. 
You know what? And wouldn't the world just be a better place if none of us had to perceive who anybody is? Yes. Like it could it could be nice. Mm-hmm. I think that if I could strain like with a sieve out ninety percent of the things I know, it would be fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would. Everybody would be better off. Everybody would be better off. Speaking of people who'd be better off <laughs> with less ideas, yes. Oxnard is back because Todd and Mr. Peanut Butter are ready for PB Living now that he is no longer running for governor. And Todd has a great idea of what if dentists had a friendlier face? They could be clown clown dentists. Mm-hmm. And Oxnard was like lured there under the false pretense that this was an intervention to get Todd to stop coming up with terrible ideas. And they're like, not really. And then he's like, he's like, no, this is terrible. Kids are afraid of clowns. This is going to be terrible. And they refute that by saying, yeah, but adults find clowns creepy and off-putting. So if ki- kids must like them, otherwise, why would there be clowns? You know what? I would like to know why are there clowns? Yeah. Yeah, it makes no Do sense. Do you guys like clowns? No. I always mention no. the You're Wrong About podcast, but they did an entire segment on clowns and how, like, everyone hates them. And there was some study done not that long ago where they were redesigning, like, the children's ward at a hospital and they pulled like a huge number of children and all of them said, please don't put clowns in the decorations. Yeah, clowns are scary as hell. Yeah. Did you ever have or have you ever seen those like little clown like dolls that had like a porcelain face and like a cloth body? Do you know what yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah. Yes. Creepy. I had one of my friends growing up had like, I swear to God, it was probably like seven of them, but it felt like a hundred in her room. <laughs> and so I always ended up leaving sleepovers in the middle of the night because I'd get so scared of all the clown dolls. <laughs> and then her mom thought I really liked the clowns and gave me one. No. And I was like, now I have to have one in my home. And I like, I was just like, I'd just be like staring at them, like dissociating, like terrified. And they're like, oh, Kirsten loves these clowns. Not good. Oh my God. I love the line from Mr. Peanut Butter when he's like, I want clowns laughing maniacally as they drill into the teeth of our nation's children. <laughs> no. I feel like the first ever scary story I heard around a campfire was like about there was a babysitter who was staying somewhere while a couple went out and they had and she was like watching over a baby and it kept crying and there was a creepy like clown doll in the room like a big clown doll in the room and she kept moving it away and then it would be keep i'm getting (laughs) and then like the baby would cry again and the doll had like shifted while she was out of the room and she moved it again and then oh my god i'm like i have chills all over my body oh my god Uh, stop telling the story she gets a she gets a call from the dad or whatever and she's like yeah like the baby's okay she just keeps crying because of the like gigantic clown doll in her room and then the dad's like we don't have a clown doll and it turns out that that's like a murderer on the run yeah. and like he's like dressed up in like i don't know what the ultimate end goal is but i like, think it's to murder just, people definitely probably yeah uh and it, that one really freaked me out i feel like it's in the same vein as like the dog who's licking the person's hand or whatever but then it turns out it's a guy under the couch <laughs> oh uh, that, sort of, that one that is so scary thing or there's like the hand door, hand hook, car door, etc. Yeah, <laughs> the one where the people stay in the hotel and then there's like dead bodies in the mattress. Don't tell Sam that he's in a hotel. What are you doing? Well, <laughs> check your mattress, Sam. Don't check the mattress. I mean, actually, on a on a real note, everyone should always check their mattress in a hotel for, for bed, bed bugs. bugs. Mm. Check the corner seam because if there are bed bugs, there will be little black dots mm-hmm. in the seam of the mattress. I check and then every you can, time, and, and then you always can, thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> No, and then you can instantly ask for another room and not have bed bugs. Also, don't put your suitcase on the luggage rack because that's like the most common place to get bed bugs or in a hotel the bed. room. Anyways, you're welcome for the fear. We've talked about you this guys before, just gave me haven't like we? Eight different life hacks that I've never heard before. <laughs> Yeah, just I'm like I I worked like in apartment buildings long enough that I have a deep and abiding fear of bed bugs mm-hmm. and will do anything to avoid them at any time. Even though you could literally just get them at the movie theater or like on a plane, yeah, but a bus. Ugh. Yeah, that's my biggest fear. Not good. They're so gross. Not they good. are so gross. And then some people don't have a reaction to the bed bug bite, so you like might not even know you have them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ugh, gross. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> I really liked how Oxnard is like, no, nobody likes clowns. They're creepy. And Mr. Peanutbutter is like, wow, I wish that you had said something sooner, but I've already committed to this. And my word is my bond. My word is my bond. Yeah. So good. He also says somebody called the police department because you are on fire. Yes, I wrote that one down as well. Very good. It was actually really bad. (laughs) 
At the Stinton's place, I wrote, they put on cat ears to sing a mean song about cats, mm-hmm. reenact a mouse killing a cat, and say death to all cats. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. They're singing this like traditional holiday song or whatever. And there's even a moment where Stefani is like, looks like Princess Carolyn won't need the cat ears to look evil. Just like very mean. And then Ralph tries to be like, well, it's not that we're like anti all cats. It's just this one cat. And that's when we get the like death to all cat line. He's like, oh, it's like going to church. You just say the words like you for they lose all meaning. Yeah. And then she gets up and leaves. I do understand the thought process, though, or like lack thereof, where it's just sort of like, he probably, like, I definitely understand where Ralph is coming from, where it's just sort of like he's grown up in this culture mm-hmm. and, like, has no, has not ever had to think about, like, what is actually being said. And, like, the words do kind of lose all meaning when you've just repeated them over and over and over and over again for your entire life. It's sort of mm-hmm. like the, like, like, I don't know, there's just stuff. I went to a Episcopal camp for a really long period of my life, and it's like, I can just say the phrases of the, prayers or the prayer book or whatever like without thinking but it's like just because it's like repetition and you're just echoing the words you've heard so many times before so it's just sort of like yeah hide me under the shadow of your wing you are my rock etc <laughs> but it's like I'm just repeating these phrases and so I can see where he's coming from but it's like maybe you should have made the connection between a cat being in this story and a cat being the mother of your child. yeah <laughs> Yeah, and that's I, I think that's the thing, too. It's just, like, he has clearly never put any thought into this ever. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not... His intention is, like, whatever. He wants his girlfriend to meet his family, but it's just that the impact of that is not good because it's a holiday about killing all cats. Yeah. Like, maybe a different holiday would be a better time to bring Princess Carolyn to meet the family. Yeah. Because this is going to yeah. be like when cat tensions are at an all-time high. Mm-hmm. It's not good. Plus, there's it's not like he has no concept of the cat mouse dynamic because when they first meet on their first date they're like haha well this will never work and then they like obviously are like trying to make it work but clearly culturally speaking they know they're it's like cat mice cats do this mice do that and it's just like how have you not thought this through for the sake of a plot line yeah well, and honestly, this plot line just makes me wish I hadn't saved the second mouse from my cat. You know, I wish I'd just <laughs> let her kill the other one, too. Just let it get murdered. Yeah. <laughs> Next time there's a cat, I'm, I'm sorry, a mouse in, in my house, I'm going to just let Steffi kill it, and then I'll get rid of the body for her. There you go. Win-win. She gets to give you a gift, and you get a mouse out of your house. I hope she doesn't give me the gift, though. That's my like. That's my biggest fear is that there's gonna be a mouse like when I'm asleep, and I'll like wake up to her like jumping on my bed with it, <laughs> putting it on your pillow like, or something. Uh, yeah, that's like, like after the first mouse, I kept like waking up in the night whenever she would jump up, and like normally I wouldn't wake up to my cat like jumping up, but I was just like, "What's in your mouth? Is like, <laughs> is there a mouse? Like, what's happening?" Oh. Thankfully, has not. I feel happened. like I talk about this all the time, and so and I might have told this on the podcast before, and so I'll try to just run through it really quickly. But one time when I was in New York, I was walking around and I wasn't paying attention to what my feet were doing and I kicked something and I looked back behind me and I had kicked a dead mouse. I don't think you've told that story before. That's, I don't think you have told it, but that's like how TikTok Nicole one was like kicked a live rat. Mm-mm. I guess that's just New York stuff. Yes, so. Yeah, there's just a bunch of rats and they're all at our feet. Ugh. Okay, so Hollyark had gone back out with Miles again and she arrived back much later than what she had said. She was supposed to be home for dinner. And Bojack is doing the very stereotypical thing. He's waiting under the lamp. He's ready to, like, just turn the light on, ask, where have you been? But the light bulb is out, so he has to go and change the bulb before he can do his hello, Hollyhock. Yeah, incredible. He's like, oh, God damn it, I've been sitting in this chair for five hours waiting for this moment. <laughs> Like, you didn't think to check the bulb before? He's just been sitting in the dark. It's not like he heard her arrive back and he turned the lamp off. He, like, just has been waiting there Mm -hmm. and not doing anything. Yeah, he says he's trying to keep Um, her safe while also looking dramatic. I love the exploration of Bojack and Hollyhock in this season as, like, this, like, because we know him as Bojack, who played this dad for so long for these kids who, like, came into his life. And Hollyhock is this character in real life and she just like and he's like trying to he's just he just cannot be the horse from horsing around he's himself and so he's like trying to go through the motions of like all these things of what it is like to have a teenage daughter but he's himself and he's a horrible person and so his instant thought is that like 
this guy's lying to you and he's just like in it for sex and like he could never really like you and there's all the things on the side with hollyhock's emotions about it because like she has so much so many insecurities about that specific thing but like also we as the audience are kind of like bojack could be right about this Mm -hmm. and like in normal story structure like we're thinking our protagonist will be right or like want them to be right but like if he's right about this then that's horrible (laughs) and like there's this episode just goes through so many different stages of the relationship with hannibal burris's character because at first we think that he's like this we could like bojack might be right like maybe he's just playing her and then we're like believing that he is this like good guy and like likes hollyhock and then at the end there's the it's so tragic when he like approaches Bojack to be like, well, I care more about my career than like your daughter. So buy me out. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. That, that's exactly, I, I think that's very astute to bring up that like normally you want like the main character to be right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I think your point's good too, where it's like, you can't help but think to yourself like, yeah, like this, maybe there is something to this. Like Holly Hawk might get hurt from this. And so that's, it's tough. Well, and in this in this argument, Bojack brings up being concerned because Miles works with such attractive women, and Holly Hawk was like, "Well, what you like? Don't think I'm attractive?" And he's like, well, "You're the one who said you're a blob." Mm-hmm. It's like, "Oh my god! Like, do you think I'm a blob? Like, can you imagine? Oh my god!" Yeah, it's very bad. And she's like, "Do you think I'm a blob?" And he's like, "Well, LA is like a really superficial town, and you need to be careful because you're gonna get hurt." And then there's. <laughs> This moment where she's like storming off and Bojack's like, wait, wait. And he, she says, I get it. It's my weight. And then she storms oh, it. Very brutal. That, Great that, joke. That made me Great sad, joke. though. Mm-hmm. That made me really sad. Yeah. And so then this is kind of like uh, the, the sad part of the episode because then we also get the conversation about with Princess Carolyn and Ralph. And she's like, well, why didn't you tell me that your family hates cats? Mm-hmm. He says, well, what am I supposed to do? They're my family. And she says, well, but what are me and and Philbert then? Which is what they've been calling their baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And he just like has a good little noise here where he doesn't try to argue that. He just goes like, mm. he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess. I guess you are in a way my family. Yeah, tough. Yeah, very tough. Bojack goes to Diane for advice. Yeah. And <laughs> he's like, He's like asking Diane about this, and Diane's like, "Yeah, like you probably shouldn't call any women blobs, like <laughs> including your daughter." And he's like, "Okay, but here's the thing: what if I'm dating someone named Barbara Lob, and I call her B for short, and so I call her B Lob?" He's like, "Maybe instead of figuring out this woman blob workaround, you should just go apologize." Yeah, I hope Barbara Lob is doing well. <laughs> Classic B Lob. Classic B Lob. For hopes of Barbara Lobb's future happiness, I hope she never dates Bojack. Yes, let's hope that for everyone. Yeah, that's yeah. We don't like we don't like that. There is a Barbara Lobb. They own a massa- a mindful massage. Oh clinic. my god, Barbara loves mindful mas- mindful massage. Yeah, that it's all full circle. It's incredible. Whoa, that's wild. And then the Twitter is BJ Lobb. Hmm. So it's almost blob. <laughs> I bet it's hard to get blob on any social media platform. Probably. Like that feels like something that would be taken pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Twitter.com slash blob. Let's see what's going on. A amateur rock star, volleyball spiker, sailor, racing driver, rocket scientist, podcaster, cruiser, professional nerd. Wow. You guys should get him on the show. <laughs> No I mean, I don't think that he would be bringing much to the table. I think the most likes I'm seeing on a tweet is two. But he's a podcaster. Yeah. He's yeah, also a racing he's driver. Not even, he's not even, he, oh, and, and a rocket scientist. I think he might be a liar. <laughs> he should give the account to Barbara. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but Bojack, Diane tells Bojack to have an open conversation, but Bojack decides that if he can prove what a jerk Miles is... Hollyhock will have to just like Bojack more by default. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Diane's uh, like, oh, like, I don't know. You should probably just go apologize and fix things. And he's like, no, no, that's like too diane an idea. I'm going to prove that he's a jerk instead. Yeah, and she's like, why are you even asking me for advice then? Yeah, she's Which like, fair. She's like, Bojack, you have to get a massage. She's <laughs> yeah. not on top of her game he's, here. He's basically just looking for anybody who he can speak out loud to about the, the problem. Mm-hmm. And... Like, the only people at home are Hollyhock, who the problem is with, and his mom, who he yeah. hates. So he, like, goes to Diane. Yeah. 
So Bojack decides the only way to prove that Miles sucks is to have one of the contestants on Felicity Huffman Booty Academy sleep with him. But seduce the PA. (laughs) Seduce the PA, which is a problem because Miles is actually an intern, not a PA. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of particular specifics about the plan that she was just expected to know from the word seduce. Yeah, there's a distinction between seduce and sleep with. Yeah, Bojack's like, finds out that she slept with the PA. He's like, what? No, I said to like, just seduce him. And then you were supposed to like, come up with an excuse and leave with your virtue intact. After catching him on uh, audio recording. Yeah, saying that he would sleep with you and then you were supposed to leave. I was like, what? How was I supposed to know that? Yeah, this is a very specific plan that he did not share the pieces of that plan with the people participating in it. Yes, but he does sort of essentially promise that if she does this, he will use that to advance her further in the competition. So very problematic all the way around. And this, of course, comes to light instantly. Mm-hmm. And Sir Mixelot says, I cannot lie. You disgust me. Yeah, and Felicity Huffman's like, we make a show about empowering women and lifting them up and you've cheapened it with this vulgarity. You're not fit to judge yeah. anyone's character or their booties. And he's like, so we are judging their booty. Yeah. It turns out uh, Miles does suck. Yeah, because so Miles comes to Bojack and is basically like, oh, you want me to, like, leave your daughter alone? Well, here's my screenplay. If you pass it along to, like, your agent or manager or whatever, like, I'll never talk to Hollyhock again. Like, it's fine. Yeah. This is, like, a very fresh take. It's a, a script about a production intern who dreams about being a writer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it sounds good. I, I'm sure that there are a lot of people out there who would want to give that movie awards. <laughs> yeah, I think that everybody can relate to that story. We've all been interns who want to be writers. Yeah. And Bojack does not tell Hollyhock about this. Yeah. He's going to let uh, her figure it know. out on her own. Yeah. He says, for now, she believes someone can love her for who she truly is. And who am I to take that away from her? Yeah. Which, again, just goes to show that Bojack really doesn't think anyone would love Hollyhock for who she really is, which is not nice. It's very sad. Yeah, he just has a, a horrible, horrible, horrible viewpoint on everything, <laughs> all of things, every every single thing. And, you know, I would say that he is not fit to raise a child. It's a strong <laughs> <Yeah>. take, Sam. <laughs> I think just thank God Holly Hawk already has like eight other dads. Yeah, thank God. I also like at one point in this episode, she's like, you're not my dad's yeah. to Bojack, <laughs> which is good. I'm worried that he's like undoing all of the effective parenting that they've done for her in the last 17 years. I don't think you can undo 17 years of good parenting so fast. Yeah. If someone could do it, Bojack yeah. could do it. <laughs> he's the guy. <laughs> you're right. You're right. With the tag team of him and B, I just feel like they're able to really wear her down. Mm-hmm. I another joke, a really good joke about her having all those dads is when she has her like overnight bag and it has <laughs> all of her initials mm-hmm. on it. That's a good one. It really does sound like a law firm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Ra- Ralph's parents do not like Princess Carolyn, and they're like, "Yeah, maybe bring someone else next time." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, she was darling for a week, but yeah, next time let's bring somebody else." And Ralph in this moment tells about the baby he says i love her we're having a baby and we couldn't be happier and like this is set up it's supposed to make us be like yeah ralph did the right thing but i'm still just like you're still a little bitch ralph like i don't know yeah Yeah, it doesn't leave you feeling great and like princess carolyn's like she has like a smile kind of but it's a very understated reaction honestly but Ralph's parents seem like this is the thing that completely gets them on the side of the relationship or like that like they seem like so accepting now but it's sort of it's just like it's like who flips people don't flip on a switch like that i guess it's because there's gonna be a baby but it's just like i didn't know these people before this episode and (laughs) yeah (laughs) like we never even knew their names Mm -hmm. even watching this you're sort of like well i'll never see these characters again yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's like uh, i don't care i don't care about them except that i hate them (laughs) but i would like to go on the roller coaster Mm, yes please so, and I'd love to get punched in the stomach. Just to feel alive. Just to feel, honestly, I, that would be nice, but I just don't think I'm rich enough. <laughs> oh, Diane comes back from her massage and sees all of the, there's dentist mm. clowns and clown dentists, and the dentists and clowns are training each other, which, what could go wrong? Yeah, she's like, what are all these clown dentists doing here? And they're like, please, half of them are dentist clowns. <laughs> I don't know, man. They're like, just ignore them and go about your business. Yeah. So... They turn- Do you think that there's just like a list of 
a bunch of things on the wall of the Bojack Horseman writer's room and they're like, okay, throwing darts at it. They're like, we'll do a plot line with Todd about underwater Uber drivers or whatever. It's just like... <laughs> and clowns. Yeah, Honestly, that... that's probably a pretty good way to come up with Todd ideas. Yeah. If that's they... how Todd comes up with his ideas. True. Yeah, if, if they didn't do that, well, I, they look like idiots now. So Diane turns on the TV and we see that Woodchuck is seeming unbeatable. However... There's a new candidate in the running, and it's Jessica Beale because you need a candidate you can Jessica leave in. I died at that line. <laughs> it was so, so good. I loved it. It's just because it's, again, it just sub- subverts your expectations. You think it's going to be Beale Eve, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they go with Jessica leave. Yeah, there's also the Tom Grumbo Jumbo where he's like, unbeat a Beale? Oh my God, Randy, you son of a bitch. Bring it in. <laughs> I missed you. <laughs> Oh, my God, Randy, you son of a bitch. (laughs) And so now Mr. Peanut Butter is like, he's the only one who really knows both Jessica Biel and Katrina. Mm -hmm. So he's going to jump into politics. He wants to help out with Woodchuck, who now has lobster claws, which is very impractical. Very impractical. He's not happy about this either. I don't think that this is a step up, and I think... Just because they are used as a hand in for certain animals, I just feel like if I was choosing between lobster claw or gorilla foot, I would stick with the gorilla mm-hmm. feet until they were able to get me the appropriate hands. I agree. The thing is, is there is one thing that the lobster claws are better for, and that's looking hilarious. <laughs> they look so funny. <laughs> yeah, they look really good. Like when the, we, like when they like. Show the lobster claws for the first time. I like had a little bark of laughter because you just are like, "What is going on?" Yeah, it's so good. But Mr. Peanut Butter's like shows up in a clown car with mm-hmm. some clowns and with a clown and a dentist. Yeah. He's like, "You need my help because I'm the only one who knows them. Like I know both Katrina and Jessica inside and out, which is not a sexual joke, but it is also true in a sexual way." I did laugh when the one dentist, like, introduces herself with, like, her like, letters, her credentials after her name. Mm-hmm. Is it DDS yeah, for dentist? Yeah, DDS. Yeah, I, I did laugh at that. It's like, I'm Bozo the Clown. Like, and I'm normal woman name, DDS. Yeah. <laughs> I did laugh at that. But, yeah, if they had done something about having clowns, like, in other medical areas, they could have had, like, a medical doctor, and that could have been a little bit more of a punch-up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then it loses part of it where it's, like, it's supposed to be two things that children hate or, like, that people hate. And people don't, like, hate the doctor. Like, a lot of people do, but... I yeah, not like dentists. Dentists is universally pretty... Like, no, no one likes going to the dentist. Like, people like the result of having nice teeth, but nobody's like, oh, yeah, I'm so excited to go to the dentist. <laughs> Yeah, I just really need someone to scrape metal on my bone. <laughs> and then yell at me when it bleeds. Yikes. Mr. Peanut Butter gets onto the campaign, and in about four seconds, Woodchuck deeply regrets it already. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see what shenanigans they're going to get up to together. Yes. What unlikely allies. Yes. Bojack apologizes to Hollyhock while she's channel surfing, and she's literally just, like, trying to distract herself because Miles has not texted her all day. She's, like, sorted all of the small coins in the house. She is... Alphabetically by year. (laughs) Alphabetically by year. That is... Yeah, she really is, like, trying to get distracted because she's not hearing for Miles. And she says, do you really think a guy like Miles could ever really like a girl like me? She thinks that she might have scared him off. Yeah. And she says, and this is what, this is where it punches you in the stomach. She says, do you ever get the feeling that to know you more is to love you less? Mm-hmm. This is Horrible. one of the lines from the show that I like first think of when I think about this show and the gut punching lines. Like it's this one and like the, when you see the world through rose-colored glasses line, like all of these ones that are just like, oh, it's too much. It's too real. This, this one is bad because I, I feel like a lot of people have felt that way. Oh, God. At various times. I feel like that all the time. It's horrible. So. It's like it's too much. Oof. It's too real. It's too relatable. This line is true agony, but it's yeah, so good. It hurts. And then she asks Bojack, do you think I'm pretty? And Bojack says, what do you want me to say? Of course, I think you're beautiful, which was really sweet, Mm -hmm. even though he has caused her all of this, like, sadness, Mm -hmm. because Miles probably would have, like, kept hanging out with her, at least for now. Yeah, I also think it's Uh, nice that in his apology, he says, I was just jealous because you were spending so much time with him. Like, that feels honest. 
Yeah, I'm glad he was being truthful there. Yeah, but, like, a weird thing for a dad to say to their daughter. I mean, yeah, but also, like, he is enjoying that she's, like, hanging out with him and he's getting to know her. And, like, I do think that that's honest of him that he, like, misses her. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not a healthy response, but it's good that he's honest about it. The line where he's like, what do you want me to say? Of course, I think you're beautiful. Like, it's just... It's such an interesting line when you are watching the episode because when he first starts it and she's like, do you think I'm pretty? And she and it starts with, what do you want me to say? Mm-hmm. Like, I I had this re- in my mind. I'm like, oh, my God, what is he get? Like, this is such yeah. a horrible response to her question. Yeah. But then he, like, says, of course, I think you're beautiful. And, like, she, like, really takes that to heart and, like, is so flattered by it, which I think is really great. Yeah, yeah it's wonderful. And then we get hurt again when <laughs> Bojack's like, what if we go get some ice cream or pizza? She's not hungry. Mm-hmm. She just wants to channel surf. I and just cannot like... imagine saying no to ice cream or pizza. I could never. <laughs> Especially could never both. be me. <laughs> like those are two my two of my favorite things in the world. If someone was like, "Oh, let's get pizza and ice cream," I'd be like, "Yeah, sounds like a great night." <laughs> yeah, but, but I think we can all relate to Holly Hawk in this episode, mm-hmm. in a lot of episodes where she's it's just she's just so hurt and uncertain of herself. Even though like when she's first introduced as a character, her whole thing is that like. She doesn't need a dad. She, like, has all these dads and she has, like, had a great upbringing. But, like, she's still a young adult and, like, is trying to figure herself out. And just, like, this episode really throws her through some emotional turmoil. And I feel terrible for her, especially because it's so relatable. Like, of course, I can remember when I was, like, 18 or 25 and going through uh, just, like, romantic strife. And you're just sort of like, why don't people like me? Why can't, like, why, what's wrong with me specifically? And it's not like there's anything wrong with you, but it's hard to see that when you're, like, so, like, focus mm-hmm. on yourself 100 mm-hmm. percent. and the the turning down of food in the episode where she refers to herself as a blob and yeah Bojack kind of calls her a blob yeah she's like saying that thing about like i get it it's my weight like very troubling we've got we, we got some sad implications here that i do not care for but yeah but that's that episode <sighs> that's the episode yeah did I so I full disclosure I forgot to tweet out that we were recording this episode because I'm <laughs> trash <laughs> yeah no we got no feedback this time we have some questions for next week but nothing for this episode wow let me well, let's see if anything happened well one thing that did happen is that we reached our 20,000th download yeah. which is pretty cool way to go horse girls we've done it again we've done, done it again, again. <laughs> Giddy up, horse girls. Giddy up, horse girls. Oh, no. (laughs) Chappelle said that we don't have enough tangents. Mm -hmm. Well, he should be very happy with this episode, though. Yeah, he's going to love it. We got a lot of really positive feedback from the episode with Mari. People were very kind. My sister, Hazel, said that she really loved it. I said she enjoyed the tangents immensely, enjoyed Kirsten's extremely high energy, is how we'll say it. I feel like I was low energy and that was the problem, but you know what? I'll take it. And I am available to Jules and, and Summer. I am available for life coaching if that's something you want to explore with me. You know, <laughs> they they said they want me as their life coach and that that's an option that we could be exploring but, together. Yeah, I think you have to set up why because people really responded well to that Kirsten McInnes quote. Yeah, I said, you know what's easier than being loud and wrong is shutting the fuck up. People love it. People they want to get it, it tattooed on their faces. Yeah. I don't think it's an original saying. I don't think I made that up. But very, very strong though. Uh, very good. If if you liked my execution of that, I can be your life coach. <laughs> we'll do a minute of life coaching at the end of every every podcast. Excellent. Yes. Wow. There's a, we've nothing else. No feedback or anything. Nothing else. That's it. That's all. Wow. It's a, a nice uh, little short shorter episode compared to what we've been doing lately. <laughs> but Sam, thank you for joining us. This has been amazing. Of course. I'm always happy to be here. I mean, I thought it was interesting, you know, at the end of season three, I sort of asked if I could be the guest co-host of the season four episodes. I didn't expect us to start with the eighth episode of the season, but I don't know how you guys normally do it. So when do you guys want to record episode one? Yeah, and you know what? Would have would have loved to have had you every every time. To be honest, you you would be great. Tbh, <laughs> tbh, you would be great. But 
we're kind of committed to this being the Lindsay and Kirsten project. Um, <laughs> I get it, I get it. So I'm really sorry about that. I just appreciate that you guys have allowed me to come on your show so many times. Hope it's not the last time. I'm excited. You're always invited. We'll talk more. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> Plug your stuff, Sam. Yeah, where where oh, can people sure. find okay. you? I'm at Sam Stanish on Instagram and Twitter. I do Survivor recaps on the Bitter Jurors podcast. You can listen to the entire backlog of Word on the Straits. We have closed down shop for now, gone fishing, and you know I'm exploring new creative pursuits as I figure out. What Ooh, I'm next. wonderful. Okay, yes, but yeah, definitely everyone check out the Bitter Jurors podcast as well as the back catalog of. Word on the Streets, which is very funny. If you want to hear more from Lindsay, you can listen to the back catalog of The Simpsons Then and Now. And also the three weeks ago Renap <laughs> with the Olsen twins, which did get a DM from Akiva saying, I was wrong. You were right about the Olsen twins. It was good. So in your face, Akiva, uh, <laughs> I was right. You were wrong. Suck it. And uh, if you want to hear more from me, you can follow me everywhere at Kirsten Said What? Kowski Cast is coming back i think this week when this comes out yeah the day this comes out is the premiere of season six of riverdale so uh that show just ended yep yep they gave us a very brief it's gonna be a five episode special and chilling adventures of sabrina is gonna get involved and all of that is like i guess pretty cool I thought I had a longer time to stop hearing about Riverdale. No, no. <laughs> and then in anticipation of season six of Riverdale, Mary and I guested on the Mystery Outsiders and Abs podcast talking about season three of Riverdale. And that was a, an interesting adventure if people want to hear about like Chad Michael Murray with a rocket and the uh, Gargoyle King and how the timeline doesn't make any sense. It was, it was fun. But most importantly, you can hear us on bojack horse pod and you can email us at bojack horse pod at gmail.com you can tweet us at bojack horse pod you can fill in our google form tinyurl.com slash bojack horse pod and we will be back next week for season four episode nine ruthie yeah it's a big one Woohoo! so we'll see you then bye bye, bye.